If you could change one word from a title or script to completely change the narrative, what would it be? And what widely known facts in the world are not facts at all? Welcome to Is A Hot Dog A Sandwich. I'm Jedediah. Ethan, how we doing? I'm doing wonderful, man. How are you doing over there, sipping your drinky drinks? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you were going to throw it back to me straight away, so I thought, let me get a little bit of hydration in real quick. <laughs> and as you started to turn it, I was like, oh no! <laughs> so definitely got some water on myself. I'm good, I'm hydrated. That's real commitment to the bit, real commitment <laughs> to the podcast. Dashing away water, uh, losing hydration at, at the expense of creating a brilliant podcast. That's it. Well, I need to make sure I stay hydrated because you might throw something at me again this episode. Then uh, I need to, you know, <laughs> I need to be ready. You think I'll just do it in back-to-back episodes? I'm, re- I, you know, I'm, I'm just, just far sneakier than that. I've so. got to stay vigilant, bro. Mm. I've actually got to stay incredibly vigilant because you're, you're, you're good with it. That is, that's okay. I'm, I'm gonna keep you on your toes. I'm gonna make sure to keep you on your toes. Um, so, movies, yes, require often very detailed scripts. <laughs> I wish, I wish there were more. I wish there were more detailed there scripts within <laughs> movies. Yeah, and yeah. some of the best movies can be largely kind of very detailed. Very, it's the small parts. What's the the can the gun? Uh, Ch- Ch- not Chekhov's gun. Um, it is Chekhov's gun, isn't it? It is Chekhov's, it is Chekhov's gun. gun. Yeah, yeah. Chekhov's yeah, yeah. gun. Yeah, um, where everything that is used, whether it's a prop or anything, has to be uh, relayed back on. Or um, every prop that is used in a movie mm-hmm. has to be has to have some relevance to the actual story, the yeah. narrative, the plot. Yeah. Um, and this time, we we're going to say those words are obviously vital to the plot. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> che- Chekhov's script. Chekhov's script, yeah. <laughs> Which one word are you changing in the title of a movie or in the script to completely flip its meaning? So I looked at I looked at a few I looked at a few different ones for some inspiration and they're main, mainly really silly, mainly incredibly silly and mainly um <laughs> offensive as well. The ones which were not offensive but but naughty. Naughty oh, naughty okay. titles. I was like, that's just that's just silly. Um and so I I thought I'd go and, and, and look and, and do my own research. It's like I wanna find a one that rhymes, because I think finding ones that rhymes are really good. So uh, I come up with uh Home Stallone instead of Home Alone. <laughs> and the concept of this of this movie is you still have uh, Kelly McAllister yeah. got left at home for Christmas, right? That's that's a big that's the bit. He is essentially Home Alone, yeah. but the person who's trying to break into his house yeah. instead of it being uh, those two uh, house burglars, cat burglars, it's actually Sylvester Stallone. And what he's actually trying to do, the only reason why he's breaking into the house mm-hmm. is so that he can sell a script. <laughs> because there's a very famous story of before Rocky won, mm-hmm. Rocky pretty much gave up his whole life yeah. to get his script made. Um, yes, yeah, Sylvester Stallone wrote Rocky One yeah. and he did everything he could to get it made. He even sold his dog wow. um, so that he could get it made. And literally within a day of him selling his dog, he got the script bought and then he bought his dog right back. Um, which is good, which is, which is a heartwarming tale. I don't think I'd have told it if he didn't get his dog back. No, that would have been awful. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so what happens is Kevin McAllister has worked out that, that this very big... Philadelphian man is outside <laughs> banging on the door. Hey, do you want do you want do you want to buy my script? Do you want to buy my script for my new movie? Um, and he's got to work out a way to, to kind of keep him out. Um, but Sylvester Stallone is has turned into a method actor and uses his experience playing Rambo yeah. uh, and uh, and his experience in Predator to try and get into the house and then once he gets into the house all he does is for the next two hours is try to sell 
he, he, he scraped together McAllister in different ways. <laughs> and every now and then just randomly shouts, Adrian! <laughs> and then gives motivational speeches. Oh, that sounds fantastic. I was going to say, it's going to be quite hard to keep Rambo out of your house at the same time. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's definitely a lot more qualified than, uh, I can't remember the name of the two burglars who come in, but he's Earth? definitely more qualified than those guys. Like, yes. um, Th- that sounds right. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That sounds really really hilarious and completely flips it. and I wonder what that means for the legacy of Macaulay Culkin yeah uh, given that he's just dealing with this guy who's probably quite nice yeah just really trying to sell him this piece of art what, what you end up is with Macaulay Culkin in the Expendables becoming an action superstar that's, that's where he goes from there he actually becomes super ripped what if, what's the name of the Russian guy what if Macaulay Culkin instead he's like yeah you know what I'll take that part Who's the Russian guy? You know the boxer, the guy he boxes oh, against. Oh, Ivan Drago. Uh, Ivan Drago. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And okay. doesn't kill yes. Apollo Creed. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, Spoilers for so, Rocky Three. Yeah, Sorry. For me, and uh, I guess I'll say the inspiration for this question. Um, we were talking some nonsense about Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, imagine uh, in Harry Potter. Instead of defense against the dark arts, we had defense against the daft arts, um, which obviously spins the whole movie on its head. Um, the dark, daft arts are the worst thing imaginable. Um, and Voldemort was actually just a, a bullied student, yeah. um, bullied by the Weasley father, oh, no. um, who then gave his power, gave his wisdom of the daft arts to the Weasley twins, the greatest wizards. To known in this wizarding world, um, that means Luna Lovegood becomes oh, the no. the um, faux villain, yeah, um, the the villain who everyone thinks is bad, like um, Snape. Snape, Snape um, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say spoiler alert, but it's the Philosopher's Stone. Everyone should have watched it by now. It's like 25 years old. Yeah, 99, um, I think, is when that book was released. Yeah, um, when everyone <laughs> thought Snape was the bad guy, yeah, in yeah. the first, uh, so it's actually Luna. She's, it, yeah. she's whispering, oh, she's off, yeah. oh, she's off with the fairies again. She's talking to these invisible horses that nobody else can see, all of that kind of stuff. Um, but actually, the Weasley brothers are yeah. conniving and yeah. selling their firecrackers to students left, right, and center. Um, also, spells become different. Okay. Instead of uh, Winged Guardian Laviosa, mm. we have uh, Winged Guardian. Leave me alone, sir. <laughs> um, and that is when you're in the club yeah. and someone is bothering you. Yeah. Wing Guardian, love you, leave me alone, sir. It just caused the bouncer over. Let's just say, yeah. And they've got little tiny wings. Not massive ones, <laughs> not useful ones. Like chicken wings. Like bumblebee wings. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like yeah, stick, yeah, yeah sticking yeah, chicken yeah, wings yeah. on a 6'2 bouncer. <laughs> <laughs> um, Harry Potter yeah. then becomes, uh, in a way... Uh, the Dursleys mm. because he is the the protagonist against fun mm. and that means we don't like Harry Potter we don't like we Harry Potter the Weasley twins yeah yeah the, uh, the Weasley twins. twins would also be fantastic uh, antagonists would be so good and so funny they're actually I think the funniest part of those movies Absolutely. I'm upset they're not in them more yeah, they really. They're so good, and actually, in the books, they're in them a lot more, and they don't get the they don't get the time that they deserve. And they're really pioneers as well of, yeah. of nonsense and having yeah. fun and being playful. And I think it's a. I feel like they got they were subject to like kind of like 
put, being put in a box. Mm. Like, this is a magic that can be used in so so many ways to entertain and bring fun and bring joy to people's lives. Yeah. They were kind of like, oh, you're just going to have to go and now do like a wizard shop. You can't learn anything real about this. Yeah. And they were so versatile. <laughs> they were so versatile. They had so many uses. And like you say, they just get turned into, into props and jokes and games as opposed to really, really useful stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, from the inspiration of that, I actually had a, I had a second one I wanted Ooh. to mention, which is uh, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Leaflets. <laughs> 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 It just popped into my head just before we started and I wanted to write it down. Uh, the uh, the, <laughs> the only plot of this movie is they're in the chamber and the chamber is full of leaflets, right? And there's one vital doctor's appointment letter in 150,000 leaflets. And all they do for the whole movie is just try to find that leaflet. That's literally it. That's literally the whole movie. I think there's a big upgrade there, if I'm honest. That sounds amazing. That really the basilisk does. actually just gets his glasses out, gets their glasses out and starts helping with them. They're like, where is this blooming appointment? I can now imagine Harry speaking to this and it's just, let me just go through my files. <laughs> it's just another pizza advert. <laughs> okay, fantastic. Yes, yeah, sir. Um, next up, and this was inspired by uh, a close friend of mine um, who got into a debate about the following sentence. Uh, a fact is a fact if the general population uh, accepts it. Mm. How do you feel about that? Uh, no. <laughs> like, that could be said about words. Like, that's what words are. Words are words when they're uh, pick, picked up by a certain amount of people, right? By a group of people, and then they're used proactively through that process. That Yeah, that fits. But facts are facts because they've been proven to be right, mm-hmm. scientifically, in my opinion. Okay, and there's process to it. That process, yeah, in a hundred years, yeah, turns out to be wrong. Yeah, which it could be possible. Yeah, yeah, like like we've seen, like we like some of the stuff we're probably going to talk about. That's well, true. We've, so why is that then a fact? Why is it a fact? So is it a fact now? Yeah, because facts can change. Generally, we all believe it. Facts can change based on our experimental understanding of a thing. Yeah. So if the methodology changes to make something more accurate, yeah. then the, the times need to change with it. Nothing needs to be an absolute. And as we know, mm. only Sith deal in absolutes and I'm not trying to be a Sith. So, so yeah. therefore, a fact is a fact if the general population believes it because we've based it on this theory, this current working theory. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah, yeah. If they're basing it on a working theory and not just um, what they've heard. I, yeah, I, I lean with you in that. Yeah. We have facts now because we have observable, um, recreatable scientific evidence to back it up. Yeah. Um, but also with the knowledge that, like you say, things are in, we are in a constant state of flux. Mm. Whereas I think 200, 300, 400 years ago, they didn't have the uh, scientific rigor and ability to share information. Yeah, yeah. So the facts that they had, like yeah. the earth is flat, mm. um, or the earth is like one big square and we can catapult someone off the edge of it, is nonsense. That would be wild. Well, that's what they generally Could you imagine cap- catapulting someone off the edge of the world? <laughs> How cool would that be? That's all That's all space is. That's all NASA have been trying to do for, for 50, 60, 70 years. <laughs> just trying the, to catapult people off space. <laughs> create the most uh, powerful elastic bands. Yeah. Just to get someone out there. That'd I'm be cool. with it. Um, one fact that yes. I really, one story, one fact I really enjoyed was um, carrots. And oh, yeah. it's widely accepted. And I was told when I was a young man, that carrot, if you eat carrots, it helps you see in the dark because mm. of the type of vitamin that they have. In. Mm. I think it was like vitamin K, which yeah. to my knowledge is not a real vitamin. It doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and this fact was created um, by British Military Secret Service 
during World War Two, yeah, um, to hide the presence of radar, yeah, uh, because radar was like a, a groundbreaking technology. We can now see our enemies long before they actually approach, allowing us to put up defenses and predict where they're going to be, mm-hmm. um, which was, I think, one of the one of many turning points in the war. Mm. Um, but it's still the fact that it's still prevalent to this day, yeah, indicates the success of um, the spreading of this misinformation. Yeah, yeah, I I I heard it the other day in a, in a in a store. I heard somebody say that to to a younger person. So I I, I love I love that it, it it just prevails and it's harmless. Yeah. It's one that actually just promotes someone to maybe just a little bit healthier. Yes, there's coercion. Yes, there is some form of manipulation. <laughs> um, but you know, carrots are good to to be manipulated for. When something allows you to end war as quickly as possible. Sneaky. Yeah. Sneaky. That's, that's, that's what I love to hear, actually. Sorry to cut in. But the, you hear all these stories about like the Nazis making these super massive um, space oh, yeah. weapons and stuff, right? They had these mega flamethrowers and all this. They were trying to work on really crazy things. Yeah. They were like training dogs to take bombs into um, battlefields. Like really wild stuff, right? And then you hear things like, yeah, well, we just kind of leaked that carrots gave us better vision and it's that kind of stuff that actually made so much more impact uh, it's brilliant it's a shame it's really drastically affected how warfare happens now yeah. <laughs> with all the propaganda that misinformation that we see but back then you know it had a good result yeah and i think it's one of those things that over time people added more of their own yeah. reasoning to it yeah. um because there was no real basis for it like mm. oh rabbits can see in the dark they're nocturnal animals yeah. so you obviously need to do the same thing that yeah, rabbits do yeah, <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Well, I'm I'm mad because when I was when I was uh, eating carrots, not only did I not get night vision, I also didn't get like crazy hops. I couldn't jump crazy <laughs> now. Like, what is this? I'm not getting anything the rabbits get. Like, what what kind of deal is this, mum? What's going on here? <laughs> um, yeah. So so some stuff I've got. The first one I've got, and this is one I hear all the time, is that the Great Wall of China can be seen from space. Oh, yeah. Never has that ever been the case. Never will that ever be the case, mm-hmm. unless they drastically change the Great Wall of China. There's NASA come out saying, look at all these pictures. Yeah. You can't see the Great Wall of China in it. You can see the effects of the Great Wall of China. You can see how maybe some land on one side was, was farmed differently. Mm. You can see that, but you can't actually see the wall itself oh, from space. From where space starts, you can't see it. That's interesting, because I thought in like low Earth orbit it could be seen. But you can see it in parts which aren't actually space, but are like, like oh, okay. you say, really low orbit. Like you're, you're basically, you're in the atmosphere. Oh, okay, that makes sense then. Yeah. Um, another one I've got, which I think you'll like, is uh, cracking knuckles or joints will go, give you arthritis. Yeah. When really it's just bubbles. You're just popping bubbles within the synovial fluid within your joints. Like that's. Oh yeah, that's gonna give you. That's gonna give you arthritis. No, it's getting three surgeries on your knee before you're 27. <laughs> um, yeah. So, do you do you know about the experiment that someone did? No, no, no. Um, so this guy spent 40, 50 years of his life cracking knuckles exclusively on one hand. That is dedication. Yeah. That's to, dedication. Yeah, to see if there was any effect of it. Yeah. And there was no, there was no negligible effect apart from probably a, a build-up of gas in the right hand <laughs> um, and a feeling of maybe being a bit lighter on this side. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's funny because that's, that's one of the facts. That I heard. Is it really? Um, we potentially um, have gone to similar places. <laughs> so the next one I have, um, if you drop a penny, Oh yeah. I forgot about this one. I completely forgot about this one. So um, on like roller coasters and this one uh, crucially like the Empire State Building of the Eiffel Tower is yeah. normally what it is if you drop a penny from the top of it um, people would say that it, by the time it got to the bottom because of the acceleration due to gravity that would be strong enough to kill someone mm-hmm. 
Um, they actually recreated this on Mythbusters Shock. They, they dropped a penny on someone's head from that high? <laughs> I'm worried. <laughs> um, so they dropped a penny on what I assume to be something equivalent to human flesh. Um, maybe like a, a chicken breast yeah. or something they always, go, they always pull out the chicken. Yeah. <laughs> they just love damaging chicken. Try that. Um, and they figured out the high, the greatest height that something would require to reach. Yep. Um, yep. Terminal velocity. Yep. Um, and they dropped it and it didn't even cause like a scratch. It didn't penetrate the skin even a slight amount mm. um, because it only goes so fast. Yeah. And it was also only has a certain mass so it can't create a lot of power. We know the P, uh, P equals MV. Yeah. Uh, mass time velocity. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Is equal to power. Um, and yeah, I think it's just something that we all need to be aware of. Whilst I'm not saying go up don't to the top for, of the, for the Empire State Building and don't carry coins on roller coasters no. because whilst it might not kill you, it's still being annoyed. It's still annoying it to hit my coins. It would also hurt. can get in machinery and we don't yeah. really want to ruin roller coasters. No, 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 no. exactly. Like you say, someone could look up at the wrong time. That's true. And the penny going into an eye is a lot worse than a penny just banging the head, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, don't be a menace. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, I, I also love... It's funny, when I first time I went up a tall building, I think I was like, oh, what would happen if I dropped something from here? It's one of the first things you get because you've never been in that situation before. You immediately start to experiment, right? And then you're told, oh, you don't do this. And you know what? It's, it's a good way to maybe protect being a menace. Um, one I've got is it takes seven years for chewing gum to pass through your system. Oh, yeah. What that. is this? Is your, is are our stomach supposed to look like the underside of uh, secondary school tables? That's I'm every teacher's dream sentence. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. I don't understand what, what, where this come from or why. I, I I didn't do the research into where it's come from, but just let us enjoy our chewing gum, man. What's your beef? It, it goes straight through. There's no problem. What? Is, what? <laughs> I've got nothing else to say. I'm just disappointed. Uh, I've not heard any stories of it of any issues of it coming out the other end. So no. I could, yeah, so yeah. what's there? It's just yeah. some chewing gum. Yeah, why, why are people all in into what, what I put into my body? Leave me alone. <laughs> and to this day, I don't swallow chewing gum. I used to as an act of defiance. <laughs> I used to be like, okay, yeah, watch this. That's just chaos. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, I was very chaotic. I understand that this has zero nutritional value, <laughs> but I don't like the tone that you just yeah, used there. Dare so you. watch this. Yeah. <laughs> but it's funny as I've grown up and maybe got a little bit less defiant yeah. I'm now more inclined to, to get rid of it to not swallow there's something gum. in the back of my head that's like oh no don't swallow it maturing is not swallowing chewing gum <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. I might get that tattooed <laughs> funny here first if yeah. we get a thousand plays <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know if we get yeah if this episode gets a thousand plays by ever <laughs> if this episode gets a thousand plays by the end of 2022 okay I will get that tattooed cool. there we go I'm gonna make this go right. <laughs> um, okay the next one I've got is um, that bulls don't like the colour red now we've seen this in every probably film mm. you've been told don't wear red socks around bulls mm. don't do this they hate the colour red because we associate as humans red with anger mm-hmm. we have given red emotion mm. and now we have attached it to bulls mm. Um, bulls are colorblind. <laughs> first of all, they don't care what color this this piece of paper is. Yeah. It could be white. Yeah. What irritates bulls is the motion mm. and the weaving, which is why um, in these shows, these bull fights, these matador contests, um, waving around attracts the attention of the bull. Mm. There is a video on the internet of people standing two or three meters apart 
all stand all wearing red shirts mm. um and a bull is let loose don't like don't ask me why people decided to do it. a bull is let loose yeah um and the ball runs like at them as fast as possible mm. but then at the last second turns away he never makes contact with any of the people mm. uh, because there's no motion there's no mm. nothing for it to be aggravated at and bulls aren't uh, inherently as aggressive as they're made out to be mm. I mean, they're attacked, isn't it? Like the whole build-up before it is they are prodded and poked and and really aggravated to the point of them being incensed. And, you know, the end of that show is really grim. The end of that, yeah. sh- the end of that show will always be really grim. That's what it is. And um, and that's why they're attacking the the thing. Like you say, they're, they're angered and they're caught in this rage and then the, the motion gets them. Yeah, like, leave yeah. the balls alone. Yeah, when you're put in a place where you're fighting for your life, yeah. I, I think any reaction is reasonable. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Don't put a bull in a ring just for, for your entertainment. Um, yeah, that's my, that's my take on that. Um, but I have to say, I also was very scared of wearing red when I was a child. Because I thought, oh, what if there's a bull around this corner? Yes. I don't know why. <laughs> in, in the Lewis streets of Lewis. <laughs> I, I thought, like, maybe what you were talking about when you go to the countryside. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm wearing red today. No, it's in Catford, man. Catford, Catford's serious out here. Got got bulls? Yeah, yo, that cat would have protected us. Don't go to Birmingham, though. Oh, the bull ring. I was there today. I've noticed I'm not in any red. Oh, good job, sir. I was ready. Um, the next one for me is... Have you heard of the story about the first ever telling of uh, War of the Worlds by Orson Welles? No. So, do you know the story of War of the Worlds? The aliens. Yes. Yeah. 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 So the aliens, scientifically, that's what they do. No, yeah. so it's, it's an invasion. It's just an alien invasion. Yeah. And Orson Welles uh, wrote the story and presented it first on a radio. On radio. And this was uh, however, however long ago. And in the 30s I want to say and he wasn't told like nobody was pre-warned about this and the story goes he talks about this invasion happening and people think it's a newscast and they think aliens are taking over the world what actually is the case is hardly anybody one listened to that show and two the people that did listen almost none of them actually thought it was a newscast they all thought it was fiction because there were always stories on the radio constantly. That's how most people got their thing. I was really upset to hear this because yeah. I wanted to hear. But what happened was um, big spreadsheet uh, newspapers were really scared of radio. Radio was was taking their, their viewership. Ooh. So what they did was they, they perpetuated the story and made it seem like radio had caused this mass hysteria so that people would turn on radio. When what it did in the opposite was made people really, really like the idea of radio because it was this exciting thing where you could hear these crazy stories. So uh, really terrible idea by, by print, printed media. And really, that was the beginning of the end for printed media. Um, but I was really upset because I love this concept of people in the middle of America losing their minds <laughs> because Orson Welles is telling this fantastic story uh, about this invasion. But none of it is true. Yeah, and like, I can imagine, I would have imagined, I guess, them passing that story on to their like, kids are like oh my yeah. god this alien invasion happened it's government nice. government cover up all of this stuff which then kind of resulted in the people that believe in like all the stuff going on in area 51 oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a shame it's not that and actually because of things like that there are now rules because of that t- tall tale which isn't even true the bbc set out rules which have now gone far and wide across the world about how you're able to present um fake news reports okay so there are tom scott there's a great video on it yeah. uh, on the 11 rules of tv and one of those rules is you cannot present a newscast a fake newscast without letting the audience know it's fake so you almost will never just see a straight up newscast on the screen like if it's in a movie like in a disaster movie where they're talking about crazy things happening you'll almost always see it from somebody's point of view 
Uh. You almost always see somebody watching the newscast as opposed to just that being the thing on the screen, uh, which I find really interesting because obviously you could cause mass hysteria. If somebody just turns that TV on at the, at, at the moment and it looks like a legit thing, I guess it could cause trouble. But now everybody would probably just see it and just do nothing. They'd go on Twitter or whatever be like, is this happening? And then that'd be it. So um, when I was younger, I used to make like fake headlines yes. and like send them to my friends. Does that mean I've broken <laughs> the rules of TV? The BBC are coming for you. Thankfully, it used to be a lot more like childish stuff, like, um, like uh, Kevin is silly. Or Kevin is Kevin silly though? I, I was a devastating blow to his soul. Really. Kevin, he's the silliest. Yeah. To this day, Kevin is still like I'm not silly, man. <laughs> Kevin, you, have, you, oh, you know the Incredibles. Mm. Oh, who's like the villain? Who's like, oh, you didn't. Oh. Cyclone or something like that. Syndrome. Syndrome. Who was yeah. told that he couldn't be a superhero, and now he's a villain. Kevin is going to be the silliest, but or the the least, the most sensible person you've ever met because he's going to prove to you that he's not silly. And look what you've done. Look what you've done to Kevin. Good we job, got, Kevin. We got Kevin. Shout out to Kevin. <laughs> do you have any more? I don't have any more. You don't. I have one more, Ooh. and it's the most devastating one for me. So there's a rumor yeah. that Twinkies <laughs> the the cake, the cake-like cream-filled delectable item is invincible. And in the movie uh, Zombieland, there is a character called Tallahassee whose sole purpose in life really is to to kill zombies and to find Twinkies and to just eat Twinkies because Twinkies will survive the apocalypse, the Armageddon, all of that, right? The fact of the matter is Twinkies last for a maximum of 45 days. 45 days? Apparently, yeah. I've Googled it. And they say, on average, they last 45 days. Now, I'm just telling you now, Ethan, if there is a zombie apocalypse, and me and you are one of the only few ones out here, we're getting a boat, and we're going to America, because I'm still going to (laughs) search for all of the Twinkies left in the land. It's happening. I'm pretty sure, in my drawers, I have a Twinkie (laughs) that that you gave me... Way, way more than 45 days ago. Yeah. Probably last summer. Yeah, yeah, at least. Um, that I said I was going to give to you at some random point. Yeah. <laughs> we'll give it another few episodes. <laughs> I want to keep it as a surprise because okay. I want to wait till you forget about it again. <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm, I, think, I think that'd be a good idea. Um, and then we'll, we'll test the theory as to what Yeah, just on, because I will forget. I probably need to get that out of my cupboard if it's still in there right now. <laughs> it's in a plastic package, right? It's airtight. It's all good. <laughs> um, or you could just like, Get rid of it and just replace it with another one, and I'd never know. Like, oh, like, think but that would be less fun. Like my goldfish. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't actually have a goldfish. <laughs> <laughs> Moon Knight did though. Anyway, that's a whole conversation for another day. For another day, oh, I'm going somewhere else. It's the last episode of Moon Knight tomorrow. I am losing my damn mind. <laughs> <laughs> Every day of my waking life. Waking life. We should, you know what? We should do an episode on um, really poor accents in in cinema. <laughs> Oh, Dom Gino. <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to say anything more than that. Yeah, yeah we'll, save, we'll save it for, the, for, for an episode. <laughs> so, we've spoken about defence against the daft arts. No daft arts. Watch out for the Weasley brothers. Yep. Uh, Home Stallone. Watch out for Sylvester Stallone trying to peddle you one of his scripts. <laughs> uh, I wonder if that changes the tone of Eye of the Tiger at all. <laughs> I, I could. I would really enjoy seeing Kevin McAllister running up those steps instead of uh, Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> no disrespect, to Rocky. Carrots help you see in the dark. They do, or do they? I wish. <laughs> um, you can drop a penny off the Eiffel Tower. Don't. Don't do but it. You can do it, and it won't kill anyone. Yeah, but you can't get framed for murder. No. You can get framed for being a nuisance. <laughs> <laughs> Rightly so. I think yeah. Um, 
cracking your knuckles. Mm. Don't doesn't cause you no arthritis. It just it makes some people uncomfortable, but mm-hmm. it's quite fun. Mm-hmm. And um, if you find yourself in a zombie apocalypse, mm-hmm. you've got a month and a half until those Twinkies go bad, so you oh, better get man. eaten. Better stock up and eat before that month and a half goes. The great Twinkie loss. Oh, that'd be worse, actually. That'd be worse. Yeah. Um, That's the real crisis. It really is. It really is. You can find us at Is A Hot Dog A Pod on Instagram, on TikTok, and you can find us at Is A Hot Dog A Sandwich on Facebook, YouTube, and any podcast and streaming platform that you might want to find. Pew, pew. Guys, please leave a review as well. Sorry, just, just to finish, please leave a review. Reviews really help with our numbers. Yep. If you're listening to us right now and you think that we're good, I would love, love, love it if you could leave a review because reviews really do help us reach more people. And uh, also, it, it feels nice. When people mm-hmm. leave a good review, it feels really, really nice. Yeah. So yeah, that's all I'm going to say. Okay. Peace out from me. Peace out from me. Bye. Bye.